final closing remarks go was this not enough <laughs> i was so good i, I went so deep yeah Fair i think enough. we i think this episode has ended at a note we didn't intend on ending it ooh baby i don't want to be alone tonight ooh baby i just want to listen to a podcast that i like ooh baby is cool cross the exes And welcome back to Cross the Axis. Hello. We are at episode eight. Unbelievably. We should actually stop saying that at the start of all our episodes. But it did. Ever since episode two, it's just been unbelievable. Because let's be honest, when true. we started out, both of us expected two, three episodes maybe. Yeah, and then and then people around us will be like, "Calm down, you yeah. guys are not as interesting as you think." <laughs> Which also some people have said. But that's not the point. Yeah, yeah, actually, that, that is true. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's why it's unbelievable every yeah. time. <laughs> but in the in the face of clear adversity, we power through with delusion, which brings us yeah, yeah. <laughs> to today's topic: how the things we had planned for have turned out wildly different or exactly the same, but are in no way predictable. Why don't you Archer start us out with something that you had planned for your life maybe as a teenager maybe as a slightly older person using my words very judiciously here uh-huh. uh yeah. <laughs> not worry, that you're I get up on that yeah but <laughs> <laughs> but yes at any point in your life plans that you had for yourself that didn't work out the way you thought they would we were actually intending to talk about something else today and decided to change our topic last minute i am quite curious to say what we come up with because once again this is completely unplanned and the minute you floated this idea the things that popped into my head were immediately things that have worked out which makes me feel very lucky and grateful but which again course, is a very clear last... difference between you and me because my mind mm. the moment I, when I was thinking of this I was like of course mm. this didn't work out that didn't work out the way I wanted to <laughs> however in the last two minutes since we started recording I actually already have thought of some stuff that didn't work out the way I thought it would so I'm glad uh, I bring that out in you yeah. go ahead there's a reason I keep you around Ananya <laughs> remind me of all my horrible yeah. mistakes to, ba- to balance out the positivity in your life <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> Right. So basically, I remember when I was in school, I was actually recently having this conversation with someone. I can't remember what brought that on, but I was basically asking the other person what they thought was an quote unquote old age when they were younger, like when they were in school, what did they think? Oh, when I turn X, Y, Z, that's when I can will consider myself old, yeah. old, right? Yeah. For me, that age used to be ियलॉजिकल थिंग इन माई हेड इट सीम लाइक दैट्स अ स्कूल दैट्स अ टीन एजर लॉजिक आई एम गिविंग यू दैट ट्वेंटी एट यूज टू सीम दैट ओल्ड थर्टी डेंट यूज टू सीम दैट ओल्ड बट देर सम 
like i said teenage logic does sure, not sure, stand sure. whatsoever yeah, right so in i remember that time basically i used to think oh th- 29 is this incredibly old age by that time of course i will have every little aspect of my life sorted i will have literally my life i could i could put in a book which by the way is where <laughs> i'm arriving at <laughs> i was meant to have a book written <laughs> Uh, yes. <laughs> about my life so yep. teenage anshul thought that there would be an autobiography full not just an autobiography but oh, a life wait, so when you said you had a book full. you meant a book about you an autobiography my life because and uh, i don't think you're realizing uh, i in my mind i was going to live the most full life a life worthy of telling people about a worthy of oh, oh, worthy, oh, worthy of, of having record absolutely so So I I remember and now I can't think of the top of my head but I also had titles at that time I was going to ask I was like did you have a title yeah, for yeah, it Yeah 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 100% I did and can I just say Can I can I can I recommend can I recommend a title you could have What? called it called it Vij or without you <laughs> <laughs> It's an excellent title if you ever do write your autobiography <laughs>
21. Five years ago, I was 23, 24. Let's just say a lot of those predictions haven't come true. Uh One of the friends predicted she would be a senior product manager at a tech company and she's product manager, so she's almost there. But other than that, none of the predictions in that have come true because, okay, first of all, for some reason, a lot of the predictions about each other were that you would become more sophisticated and cultured. Which leads me to believe we must have been really unsophisticated, uncultured yeah, swines at that point. How's that a goal like, to walk towards? And not like a one-year goal, which it should be like five years from now, maybe I'll be sophisticated. Five years from now, I'll be sophisticated. <laughs> and there was random shit like, I thought I was by this time going to be writing for Hollywood, and at least Bollywood. Only now that I started actually writing scripts and talking to agents and trying to pitch and shit, I'm like, oh, it takes five years just to have one person read your script. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Maybe I was a little misguided okay. in my... <laughs> but yeah, so that... You know, time is... Uh, in, in, our, in the way we predict our future is quite warped, I believe. So this prediction, the five-year thing, there, mm-hmm. there is an event, like a Google event that triggers at the end right. of the five years, which happens about one year from now. And yeah. I believe we'll all meet then and figure out what we have done <laughs> at least you guys would be sophisticated that that's one goal to be achieved i mean no, that no, has been the, achieved no the weird thing is it has not even in spite <laughs> of having that goal for ourselves none of us have become sophisticated Shitty. come on yeah you, i know these friends you're talking about and you guys are all plenty cultured i'm sorry also let's not get like kind of classist and weird and discriminatory here what what, what the hell do we mean by sophisticated and cultured anyway i think those are ideas we used to have as kids possible, possible. that's a good point no well, yeah. well said yeah yeah Another thing that I thought when I was young that would be sorted by now is I would be in a very long-term healthy relationship. Same. Not married. Same. Really. In my mind, before 30, I would no, not be no, married. No, no, no. Same. Not married. I would yeah. be in a long-term healthy relationship. And I was, when I was thinking this, I was 17. I had no concept of what a long-term healthy relationship was. I had only been in Why one my entire it? life. I don't mean to, I don't mean to interrupt you. Please carry on in a second. But why is it that until a couple of years ago this was these words were such like buzzwords for us long-term healthy relationships like this is it was even in my mind this these were the words i would use for my aspect like you know that's that's what i'm aspiring towards that's yeah. so and odd it was such a premium on like long term yeah. why what's so great about long term no idea but yeah i had this idea of course all of this was centered in the belief that i would have my own apartment and would not be living in my parents' house <laughs> But <laughs> that was a given. Right, of course. And as I turned 20 and I moved out of my parents' apartment and I got my own place and lived an entire life yeah. outside that house, I believe mm-hmm. got more and more cemented that yes, maybe right, that part right. of the dream will come true. <laughs> as it turns out, not really. <laughs> Listen, nobody predicts a pandemic. You can't say, oh, five years from now. <laughs> There, was there will be forest fires every <laughs> actually to be fair climate change we can't change, predict. Yeah, we, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it's happening it's coming for us it for a while. <laughs> we deserve that shit so that's but fine someone posted the other day that every person who in a job interview gave their vision of where they would be five years from now in 2016 all of them right now are just eating dust <laughs> They're like, yeah, they're all these memes, yeah. All these memes about, you know, the optimism of people who are buying 2021, 2021 journals. Oh, I swear to God, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, 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 am, I, I am not buying pants. Because I'm like, <laughs> do I want to spend too much money buying pants right now when I can't use them? <laughs> yep. 
and just quickly related to the relationship thing as well i also had this fantasy of not just being in a long term he- healthy <laughs> relationship but also i wanted a relationship with a lovely story and in my mind i thought the only way the story is good is if you're with the person you start dating for the first time if that makes sense like no so not necessarily high school sweetheart on, but like yeah but yeah, like your first relationship on a, on a one part like no yeah, yeah, on a, yeah exactly I and and i mean i didn't have that but i do understand is, where you're coming from yeah Yeah and the irony about this is that when i was in my first relationship which by the way was quite long and whatever mm-hmm. long term one of the big reasons i did break up was because <laughs> i don't want to marry the first guy i date <laughs> so it's like what the hell angel what the hell do you want <laughs> <laughs> such contradictory desires it's like you grow up and you realize that's really not what you want but it's funny anyway you go next something that you thought of i mean the other thing i can talk about is something that did happen or in the vicinity of what mm-hmm. i thought would happen is career wise i know i'm joking about you know writing a book or whatever i know i'm not writing a book but i am writing a book it's not about me and it's not about my life but it is ultimately hopefully going to be a book you know my thesis in that sense i feel like in some ways we're always we're meant to achieve the things that we feel most passionately about even though we might not get exactly that you might not be writing scripts for bollywood but in some shape or form you are doing that you're doing something peripheral to that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right i think that's good enough one of the reasons we did we are talking about this in the first place of course apart from the fact that it's quite self indulgent but oh, other than that it is to reflect on the fact that actually you may not achieve exactly what you want in all aspects of your life but you might achieve something that's close enough and actually that will be just enough you know it'll be good yeah. enough it'll oh, it'll be that. it'll be sufficient so so that. yeah so i guess speaking of career in that in that sense i feel very very lucky and grateful that i was able to pursue my interests the way i was able to uh, and my sense. family and friends made it possible but yeah also there is another side to it is hmm. if you are too hung up on things turning out the way exactly the way you planned them you don't mm-hmm. get to enjoy the accidental good things exactly i i so agree with that i, so I spent so that. much time being sour over oh i don't know why i was forced to go to business school for my undergrad i wanted to go to film school and yeah. like a spoiled brat mm-hmm. and <laughs> i saw you through that i remember that yeah exactly and when i graduated my dreams had sort of shifted mm-hmm. and I thought all right fine I guess I will go into advertising and do a really good job there and maybe one day I'll be really good at advertising and even though I started doing so well and I saw tremendous growth in my career over 6 years I was a creative director by 26 mm-hmm. for a decent size agency which I'm not saying it's impossible but it's it was nice it was a good achievement it was pretty amazing what you did yeah right. and it took me a while to just realize you know fine this is maybe not where you wanted to end up initially maybe right now you thought you'd be making films or whatever but mm-hmm. to enjoy this this is something that has happened outside your plan but it's still pretty fucking good yeah. you know you should be proud of what you've done like 100%. you you set up an entire team within a company and grew it to like 17 people and so many clients and you know you've done something worth talking about and you should be happy don't just be hung up on oh but my plan was i would have like this in my per- personal life and this in my professional life oh fuck that do some good, good thing happen. i said the self indulgent thing right before this yeah <laughs> good call good call and also <laughs> message received but <laughs> No, I thing. love it when you feel proud of yourself. It's so rare. And okay, you do it on such occasions. I really love it. 
just in terms of accidental you know pleasures and accidental trajectory that i feel i feel that way about my masters as well because you remember i was a full on like virginia wolf modernist british literature that's the yeah. thing i want to work on i know you on. made me watch many movies yeah. and read many books because of it yeah Yeah. So I was fully like rooted in that side of literature, and and I know all the all the people out there who are, who are like who who like to read and who know what I'm talking about will know exactly what I mean by this. But uh, by the time I hit dissertation, you know, July August time when you're supposed to work on your final project, because of you, and here I am publicly <laughs> like acknowledging yes. this. Put it on the record. <laughs> It'll live forever. <laughs> You had pushed me that year so much to read graphic novels, and you had said, "Ancha, just fucking read Mouse, just read Watchmen," and I then did. I read Mouse, I read Watchmen, and turned out that I wrote my dissertation on Watchmen, which was a full one eighty degree turn, right? Because I was I was working on English literature before then, but suddenly I was for my dissertation writing on American literature, American history, mm-hmm. and it was quite a big decision because actually what I wrote my dissertation on would have governed a lot of what I went on to do my PhD in. And I remember having a conversation about this with you, with my supervisor then, and realizing actually that I shouldn't be so afraid to make that leap. And if I yeah. had overthought it, actually, I would definitely have not yeah. worked on that. Yeah. but i just went with it and now i'm right i'm working on american uh, studies on tai so that kind of thing guys don't be afraid to follow yep you can be being preachy i love it <laughs> yes please listen to us we've got all our shit sorted <laughs> we yeah. have we really have it together <laughs> oh man i'm laughing with how i wish that was true <laughs> <laughs> or even close to do <laughs> yeah But yeah, no. Sorry, one more. Go on. Thing, you were saying. Yeah, another thing I want to talk about is something that I've struggled with personally: dealing with disappointment when your plans don't work. Out. Oh. Because I'm one. bad at it. I am. I am yeah. bad at it. Same. Same. Oh, same. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I know you are too. <laughs> We do not deal with it in a healthy way. We both react to it in different ways. Neither of which is healthy. No. Nope. So why don't you start off with how you react to it? Can I just say I'm better than you? <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just gonna wow, go ahead and just, say it. I mean, here I am extending olive branches, just throwing me under the bus for no reason. Not even it's not even gaining anything. I am just, much better than you, and wow. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why I'm better than you. And I have just one quote. I'm right? you know I'm you know you know I'm using this clip of using. I'll tell you why I'm better than you. I'll tell you why I'm better than you <laughs> over and over again as the promo. <laughs> go on, yeah. Go on. <laughs> go on. Yes. The thing is. that i do i want to i'm just going to go ahead and say it on an air don't try to stop me i'm just going to say it couldn't if i want okay everything happens for a reason <laughs> i believe in that and that is why i i tend to respond slightly better than you in situations of disappointment because i return to this something that i really believe in and that helps me feel better Of course over the years we have had many disagreements <laughs> and you believe this is bullshit so I'm not going to get that that's a whole other episode but that helps me maybe it's a coping mechanism you know I'm not even going to deny but that's why whenever I've been disappointed I I cry I I'm a child about it I'm horrible it takes me a while to get over it but ultimately the thing that that finally pulls me out of it is me knowing that actually you know what It's fine. It happened for a reason. Something else is around the corner, and I know you fucking hate it when I'm trying to comfort you and I say this. 
See, the thing <laughs> is, I do hate it and I don't, let me be very clear, I don't believe this is true. Sometimes, yeah, I know that. Yeah. Sometimes shitty things happen and then that's it. There's no light at the end of the tunnel sometimes, right? On the other hand, my mother believes this in this whole thing of not everything happens for a reason, but if something is happening, eventually things will work out. She genuinely believes that. Yeah. And I have tried arguing with her about it so many times because, you know, straight man will argue. Of course. Of course. But she has been proven right on so many occasions where the thing that I've been arguing with her about has eventually worked itself out that even though I don't believe in it, a part of me is like, maybe things do work out. Maybe it's just a probability thing. I don't know, but I don't know. A part of me wants to believe it, I guess. But anyway, that's not my point. And what is your right? Yours is probably a much healthier way. Even if I'm a skeptic and a cynic about Oh no, it. there is a whole unhealthy thing that happens before I get to this point. No, no, I know. I know. But I'm just saying relatively compared to me, it's probably yeah. a healthier way. Because my way of dealing I with it I think we've is, established that. Yeah, very vocally many times. But my way of dealing with it is more... Uh, fine, fuck it. I don't care about it. I'm just gonna... <laughs> I'm just gonna be fine. Watch me be fine, oh, okay? Oh, the memories. The flashbacks I'm, of conversations you had. <laughs> it doesn't bother me at all. What are you talking about? I'm perfectly fine. I don't, I don't even really care about it if it happened that way or not. Like not processing any grief at all. Just shutting it out. And you called me out on it quite a lot, which I appreciate. But clearly that didn't help us still do it. And it is just such a ridiculous stance because, dude, yeah, people get disappointed. It's a human feeling, but I will just not accept it. I'm getting better at it. And maybe that's just because of all the practice with disappointment I've been having. But I've been trying to figure out a way to just say, you know what? Yeah, this shit didn't work out and it sucks. And maybe things will get better soon. Maybe they'll get better later, but they have to get better at some point. So yep. yeah, just be sad about it for a while. Just accept that. Yeah, you know what? I'm sad. I'm going to process that grief. This didn't work out. I'm disappointed. There is also the counterweight to that, which is holding on to that grief for an unhealthy amount of time, which is also something I used to do. If I'm disappointed, I'd be disappointed forever. I could win a million bucks in the lottery the next day and just be like, yeah, but I didn't reach that one meeting on time. I'm just going to say that that is, I mean, for our listeners, that there's a live example of that going on here, where you would just spend five minutes in this episode talking about how, you know, proud you are of yourself for achieving what you did by the age 26, 27, blah, blah, blah. And then just, just two days later, you will call me up. You will be upset about something and you will bring yourself down about something or the other because some one little thing is not worked out. And then not only will that one thing be wrong in your life, suddenly every single thing would be wrong about your life. Yep. And you will be this person who, who, according to you, is a massive disappointment. Yep. And then you know what? I will remind you, I, I will play you this episode, my friend. I will play it for you. Many things are going on the record today, it seems. I was digging out this quote from Manu Chosa's book called The Illicit Happiness of other people which i've recommended to you several times um, and i really love but basically there's this one quote in it that really sticks out to me because it's about that when we're not feeling good when we're sad we work towards our happiness right we try to feel happy we we work on it we work on ourselves we that at least that's the idea i live with which is that okay now i'm sad that's fine i need to pick myself up i need to work on my happiness right but this quote, and I'm just going to read it. This is Unni's hypothesis. Unni is the protagonist. The inevitability of happiness, the persistence of happiness. Happiness is an inescapable fate, not pursuit, right? And that really, I, I mean, I remember I read this like seven, eight years ago. But even just the idea that actually happiness 
a pursuit it's something that's inevitable that that is going to happen no matter how much you try to stay sad mm-hmm. right how no matter how shitty things are going no matter how much you think my god i'm not going to get out of this well of sadness the minute you tell yourself stop trying it's okay you know calm down because happiness actually will come it's inevitable i think it that the minute you take that pressure off of yourself the minute you ease that i i i don't know there's something about it that's really joyful to me and that's i think one of the things maybe we can remember in times of you know when we're not feeling great no i get i get i get what you're saying for me personally and of course i don't impose this opinion on anyone but for me personally no, through whatever amount of therapy i've had over the years mm-hmm. it has led me to believe that at least for me as a person disappointment is my default and i will focus on things that didn't work out mm-hmm. as opposed to the things that did and i will be unhappy so for me this thing that happiness is inevitable actually does not hold mm-hmm. true and if it does for you that's great it's actually very lucky wait but can you explain like how do you mean it does not what i mean for for me i have to practice happiness i have to constantly work to create frameworks within mm-hmm. which when things happen they don't mm-hmm. by default translate to disappointment i have to work on thinking a certain way all the time or at least conditioning mm-hmm. my brain to deal with situations in a certain way that yes sadness can happen and it's good to feel mm-hmm. sad but right. disappointment can't be my default so that happiness for me actually isn't inevitable it takes a huge amount of concerted effort and you know what that's completely fair also because this quote is obviously read in vacuum and i'm talking mm-hmm. about it in vacuum i'm absolutely not speaking of, speaking for people who are clinically unable to feel that way right mm-hmm. like i'm not speaking for people with actual mental health issues i'm speak i, I think there's something about trying to not think of happiness at all times as something that you need to work towards or in my case something that you need to deserve right mm-hmm. that question becomes very problematic because the minute you think oh well i don't deserve that i'm going to i'm going to remove myself from trying to achieve that i think that narrative for me is quite harmful and it's absolutely like fair that for you that's not what mm-hmm. works and i'm not i'm not trying to preach that i think and i'm not even trying to say actually that you shouldn't work towards happiness of course you should work towards mm-hmm. happiness i think but the but the minute you make happiness exclusively something that you need to work towards that puts too much pressure on you to work mm-hmm. towards it right the onus comes on to you but but i think there's something freeing mm-hmm. and liberating about imagining happiness to be something that at least part of it could be in it it, pro- it probably really it probably gives you hope it does give you hope the yeah. thought It, it is hopeful. Hope. I yeah. get it. One of my favorite TV shows of all time is BoJack Horseman. Mm-hmm. Again, yeah. because you know, straight man, cliche. Have to. Don't spoil anything for me. I won't spoil anything for you. There is one line that mm-hmm. one character says to another. You know, life's a bitch, and then you die. Mm-hmm. To which the other character responds, "Sometimes life's a bitch, and then you just keep on living." Mm-hmm. Right, which is. a great quote because depending on where you are it hits yeah. differently right yeah and because i was in that place when i watched it i was in the place of trying to recover the way i read was disappointments will be perpetual mm-hmm. and most of your plans will probably not work out the way you see them working yeah. out and a lot of bad things will happen that you didn't plan for a lot of good things will happen that you didn't plan for the only way to deal with it is to realize that that disappointment is just a small turn in the path of course yeah it doesn't mean you've gone off the road the path has changed slightly yeah. and it's taken a lot of work to get here but if there's anyone listening to this who finds it hard to deal with these kind of disappointments or finds it hard to deal with these kind of changes it's just good to remember that 
it's not a hurdle in the road these kind of disappointments it's just a turn that's wonderful i i have nothing to talk bad and i think the message if i can use the word message is absolutely that and i think that's why we wanted to actually talk about these experiences Yep. of our life in some ways maybe it was to reassert the same point in order to give mm-hmm. ourselves faith too um so we hope that we managed to do the same for you yep. and now we move on to our favorite segment exes and nos oh yes everybody your stories back to you and this segment we're going to be talking about your stories about the times you amazed yourself the times you surprised yourself things you did that made you go whoa did right. i did i just do that you just did that and thankfully we got non video awesome <laughs> let's do it <laughs> i made this for you we received some incredible stories and i'm so excited to share my ones i don't know about your ones and i oh, am but super, some of the ones i have are amazing <laughs> so yeah why don't you start nanya oh i will start archer and i will start with a bang <laughs> because the first story <laughs> comes to us from Archilvidge oh no <laughs> why do you include that one <laughs> because i had to because <laughs> i mean come on it clearly deserves to be the first story and i i agree with it it is one of those things for me as well because archilvidge writes did i just start a podcast with my ex and archilvidge <laughs> let me just say i i often say to people oh your story is really connected with me i really related to your story i don't think i've ever meant it more because i have the exact same feeling about starting a podcast with my ex so wherever you are archilvidge thank you for sending uh-huh. that in it uh-huh. totally it made me feel seen thank you <laughs> I can I can hear I can hear her say thanks Ananya I feel you right right so, it's it's like she's there yeah. in front of me right it's crazy right mm-hmm. great shall I go next my it's a long one this one go ahead this one is from priyanksha chitranjan from toronto who basically just responded to our instagram uh, you know question thing saying kiss the giraffe that's all she said and i just wrote back to her saying listen you need to tell me the story because <laughs> obviously because you can't just say kiss to giraffe and then let it be <laughs> yeah so then this is the this is a message she sent me it was last year in kenya met my family after a year we have this tradition where we travel every august and dad has always been drawn towards the wild so i was going from toronto while my family was going from india since i was traveling alone i love to start conversations with strangers and fellow travelers i met this guy who was also traveling to nairobi from Toronto. We got along really well and after a few hours of getting to know each other, I asked him what I should definitely not miss in Nairobi because he was from there. And he suggested going to this giraffe center where people can feed and be with some of them depending on their moods. So on the second day, we took off for this place, half excited, half scared to be amidst these wild animals in such close quarters. On reaching, we noticed that each giraffe was given a name and each of them had such distinct personalities. We were given a bag of giraffe food which we could feed them. I suddenly noticed this giraffe kissing the his guide and quickly struck up a conversation with him he said that if you want to get one of these kisses you have to do something strange and i was up for it basically we had to put the giraffe food in our mouth instead of our hand these long creatures would eat the food and then give you a little kissy um... <laughs> and then and then she sent me the picture as well of her kissing a giraffe which i have with her permission i am going to put it up on our instagram because we need to see this and then she's written fun fact giraffes have purple tr- purple tongues and blue blue blood <laughs> firstly 
I, I loved so many things about this story. So many things. And Anna, looking from your face, seems like you definitely don't want to experience this. I, on the you other know, hand, you know, I am all for it. Really? I would kill to do this. You would kill yeah. to do. Yeah. But let okay. First of all, let me just say, oh God, this is so disturbing. But if you're kissing a giraffe by feeding him uh-huh. food out of your mouth, right? It's not a gentle kiss. He's eating out of your mouth. This is the giraffe's version of a French kiss. No, first he eats gently and then gives you a kissy. She said, not a <laughs> major pylon kiss. <laughs> she specifically wrote kissy. I imagine that's a gentle kiss. <laughs> I would love to think that's what it is because the alternative is so horrifying. Especially because why add the purple tongue detail in there? That just makes it so much more disturbing. Oh, I so want to do this. I want to travel again. I want to go to Nairobi. I want to do this exact thing. So thanks Priyanksha for your for sharing this amazing story. I gotta say there are mixed responses here to that story. Priyanksha, you're a hero but god damn dude. <laughs> go on then Ananya. Well, I don't want to go anymore because how am I supposed to follow that? But... <laughs> Should have saved this for the last year, right? The next one comes to us from Shagun Trisil, mm-hmm. who says, oh, and this is something we will definitely <laughs> relate to as well. I ideated and executed a 10-episode podcast over a seven-week period, which got me in the news and <laughs> perfected my recipe for butter chicken. Basically, just being very good at Google. Now... <laughs> First of all, if you guys haven't heard this already, Shagun Thistle hosts a podcast called Letters from the Lockdown. Where, it's amazing. Which is beautiful. And Shagun yeah. has a beautiful voice. And he reads out letters from different people and their experiences during the lockdown. And it's just amazing. Please check it out. Yeah, Second of all. just for his voice. It's so soothing. <laughs> okay, calm down. Um, uh, um, that, that's <laughs> all I'm going to say. <laughs> Okay. Second of all, I love what he says about perfecting butter chicken because this is what I keep telling people when they ask me, oh, how did you get so good at cooking? Cooking is fairly easy. Inventing food or inventing dishes is hard. Cooking is essentially Googling a recipe. Yeah, we get it. You're a great cook. Let's move on. I am seeing the exact opposite. I am seeing... <laughs> okay, you're great at Googling things. Let's move Shabon, on. Thank you for saying this. This is what I keep telling everyone and it's great to have validation. Cooking is all about following a recipe. So anytime someone guys, just, you, oh, I can't cook, they're just being lazy. Just take a compliment, guys. Just take it. If someone tells you, <laughs> you you're a great cook, just just say thank you graciously. Don't give these explanations. Nobody thank you likes graciously. People. Anyway, next one is from Sumedha Mongya. I'm not sure where she's from. And she's written, I moved to a new country a girl like me who never wanted to leave Delhi. I believe she's from and, Toronto as well. Ah, okay. She's from Toronto as well. Wow, all my stories are from Toronto. Even my third one is from Toronto. Oh. Anyway, and I think that's great. I mean, it's great that she that, that that you did this, Maida. So, well done. Yeah, like, both of both of us know what it's like moving to a brand new country. And, I mean, you a little more than me because, got to be honest, I handled it a little better than you. But, <laughs> yeah, I mean, when I first moved countries, I had not lived outside of my hometown ever in my life. Not even a different city yeah. so, so I, I, I completely understand as well those moments can really feel like what did I move am yeah. I just not am I not where I'm used to being anymore yeah. and also I think for you and I even though of course I'm not minimizing our challenges but we move because of uni right? we move to go to college mm-hmm. it is certainly easier to create social circles in college than it is yeah. for people who move out of the blue to a country to work and have yeah, to create exactly. circles from scratch the next one comes from Kriti from Bombay who says mm-hmm. managed four months without a maid and a cook like man that stuff now I want to clarify this <laughs> 
to our <laughs> listeners who are not from India. Yes, please. <laughs> I am not speaking to the ethics of the practice or the necessity of the practice, but the fact is most houses in India have maids and cooks. And if there's one thing that this lockdown has shown a lot of people, is that maybe that practice needs to slowly be erased because and it's taught people the importance of self-sufficiency and self-reliance yeah because it is possible it's possible yeah but that said i know what the last couple of months have been for a lot of families that i've been speaking to who have mm-hmm. grown so used to having an extra hand to help around the house yeah. all of a sudden Every single thing is on you. It can seem so overwhelming. So I completely get what she's talking about. Like so many people have violated lockdown rules to get maids and cooks to come and stay in their house for months and months on end because they can't imagine life without it. So to actually do all that, kudos. Well done. My next one is from Arshwaj, also from Toronto. Shouldn't have said his surname, but now that I have, he's my brother once again. <laughs> a regular contributor to X's and O's. <laughs> and he says, Learned to skateboard in one day and in brackets. Also injured myself the next day. <laughs> so I am I'm, I'm proud of this. Honestly, simply because I have I have the worst balance. So anybody who can who can actually get on the skateboard and get from one point to another, I I respect that. So to do that in one day, well done. Also, I'm really glad that he's being honest about this because that is a logical progression. You learn how to skateboard, yeah. <laughs> then you hurt yourself. Yep. <laughs> And then you can say, I truly know how to skateboard because I've had an injury. Well done, Ash. Well done. I know how skateboarding is tough. Well done. The next one I have is intense. <laughs> the next one I have comes from Katie from mm-hmm. Gurgaon. And she says, figure out how to be married. Oh, that's a big one. I think that for me so far, that wins. That, yeah. Because that's more than 90% of the people I know have figured out. <laughs> how to be married during the lockdown now mm. to even think about being married or starting a marriage or creating a relationship which yeah let's just say during a lockdown can be tough yeah <laughs> is such an immense prospect i can't my brain cannot comprehend what it would be like to just try and figure out how to create a married relationship within the lockdown absolutely i mean honestly such a huge feat and also i can completely understand why this falls in the category of did i just do that like did yeah. i I just yeah, work it out <laughs> so well done yeah because i'm going did you just do that like yeah. fuck. <laughs> all yeah. right this is my last one and it's from Otto. i think i believe he's from london and he writes realize that you can't be surrounded by toxic people and not become one resulted in i quit my job and man that that's incredible that's a massive realization to come to actually most people don't realize that and most people don't realize what their company is doing to them so well fucking done for actually realizing yeah. and then taking a step about yep. it. Yep. And Doing that's some, that's it. a big one for me over the years as well. I've cut out so many people that just were not making me feel good about myself and I couldn't be happier. So Otto, well done. I'm sure you'll find well another done. job momentarily. But for now, yep. you've done what's best for you and that's amazing. Good job. I have two more actually. Oh, so tell me. I'll just go one after another. The next one comes from Kiara, who's also from London. And uh, she's both responded to our <laughs> question. And sent a voice note. So <laughs> she says, I caught my two-year-old cousin as she was about to fall down the stairs in a Spider-Man-like instinct. <laughs> now, this, this does not seem that impressive until you realize that she was 10 when this happened. What? Yeah, she was 10 years old. 
when she did this. I That's thought she just did that. I yeah. know. So until I heard this voice note, I was like, wait, what? But yeah, <laughs> she she when she was 10 years old, she caught her sister. And it comes under the category of did I just do that? Because apparently right after she came out of it, she went into a state of shock herself, just sitting quietly going, right? What just happened? My God. I can't imagine. <laughs> yeah. And it's a two-year-old. So automatically your every kind of warning instinct in your body is just at full alarm yeah yeah just (laughs) imagine just the thought of like catching a two-year-old is just so it's just sent shivers down i know i can see your body cringing yeah yeah, it's not good but well done done, yeah (laughs) and my final story which again much respect for this comes from palakshi in dubai who Mm -hmm. says reacted to a personal attack with absolute calm and empathy oh this is amazing i'm so glad this is the last one sounds small but it's it's big i i sometimes still find it hard to do that i may not express it fully i may not express it in aggression but i do anger inside (laughs) It's fantastic. Congratulations, Palakshi. That is no small feat. It's it's (laughs) really not a small feat, dude. Well done. Good job. And yes, I can understand why this comes in the category of did I just do that? I absolutely get it. Yep. All right. Thanks so much to everybody who sent us their stories. It's becoming harder and harder actually to winnow them down. And we hate not not being able to include all the stories that we get. But nonetheless, Please do continue to send us your stories and we will try to include as many of them as possible. Bye!